<laughs> All right. Well, good morning. We're going to start in Psalm 115. You want to turn over there and you want to follow along, that's where we'll be. The psalmist starts out there saying, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. And then he asks the question, why should the nation say, where now is their God? But our God is where? In the heavens. And he does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the works of man's hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot what? Hear. They have noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. And they have feet, but they cannot walk. Their throats cannot make a sound. All who make them will become like them. Everyone who trusts in them. Now, I want you to follow along with me here, and I want you to echo back to, with me this phrase, because you'll notice that this is a psalm where the psalmist asks people to repeat something after him, doesn't he? Amen. He said... There's nothing. There's no other God out there. He is God. God is God, and the idols are works of man's hands. They're nothing. They can't do anything. So he says, everybody who, who trusts in them will be like them. And he goes right into saying, O Israel, trust in the Lord. And they say what? That wasn't very convincing. Let's try that again. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord will be mindful of us. He will bless us, right? He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord. The small together with the great. May the Lord give you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. But the earth... The earth he has given to the sons of men. The dead don't praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But as for us, what will we do? We will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. 
That's what the psalmist is saying. I want to be nearer to God. I want to trust in God. Because there's no trust anywhere else. Anybody who trusts in anything else is lost. But God is God. He's the God of all. He's the God over everything. That's what the psalmist is saying. And he goes from Psalm 115 saying this to Psalm 116. And he tells you why. Why is this God a God that I can trust? Why is this God a God that is better than idols that are made by man's hands? And he says in 116, he says, I love the Lord. I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my supplications. Because He's inclined His ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon Him how long? As long as I shall live. I love the Lord because He hears my voice. And listen now, in your, in your outlines, you'll notice in 116 there, number 2, the psalmist is going to tell us why he trusts in God. And he's going to give us a small glimpse of of kind of a gospel picture here. And he's going to tell us where he was, what he learned, all of these things. I want you to follow along here as we go. He tells you, I love him because he hears me. He hears my supplications. He hears my voice. I'm going to call upon him always. But here's where I was. Here's why I feel this way. In verse 3, the cords of death encompassed me. And the terrors of Sheol came upon me. I found Distress and sorrow. Where is this man? Where is this person? I think he's lost. He is lost. This is where he is. Now, I don't know if you've ever been lost before. I've been lost. Have you felt that terror of Sheol come upon you? Have you felt those cords of death encompass you, just, just strangling your life? Well, that's where the psalmist says he is. He says, those things are doing this to me. But what happens? He notices something. He realizes something. He says, then I did what? I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, save my life or deliver my soul. Listen to that calling. So what does he do? He figures out, I am lost. I cannot help myself. I cannot save myself. These, these idols, they don't do any good. So I'm lost What do I do? I call on the Lord. I go to the one who can actually help me. I call on the one that can actually do something because I am lost. And I say, deliver my soul. And look at what he learned in verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is compassionate. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low and he saved me. 
What does he learn there? He learns that God is merciful. He is just. He is righteous. He's compassionate. You don't have enough things or enough line there to put in what you can learn about God in that little, little line that I give you. I just wrote down mercy. He is a merciful God. This man needs mercy, and he cries out to God, and God saves him. He's brought low, and then where is he resting now? Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. The Lord preserves the simple. There's the fact. There's the proven fact. I was brought low, and he saves me. And there's the rest in God. Return to your rest, O my soul. Return to the one who can save me. But that rest had to be purchased by somebody. That, that had to be done by someone. And the psalmist recognizes he can't do it himself. And that's why he's in this position he's in. And then he goes and he says, this is the rest outside of God. For thou hast rec- rescued my soul from death, my, te- my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed when I said I'm greatly afflicted. In my distress, I, cr- I said all men are liars. There, there's, there's where you are, without God. There's where the psalmist is, without God. That's where he's at. But look at what happens. He recognizes he needs a Savior. He calls out to the Savior. The Savior saves him. He recognizes where he'd be without the Savior. And now he says in, in verse 12, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? A very good question. Because he recognizes that he has an overwhelming what? obligation, overwhelming debt to pay, and yet I can't pay a single thing towards this debt. So what shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? Here's a simple answer he gives you. I shall lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. What can I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits? The uh, the psalmist has got to come to the conclusion that I come to nothing. So what do I do? I lift up the cup of salvation and I call on his name and I praise the one who saves me. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. The psalmist here learns some things. He learns four more things on your outline there in the second half of that Psalm 116. He learns that we love... Because he loved first. I love God because he loved first, not the other way around. God is love. He is the absolute essence of love. Without God, there is no love. And I realize that he saved me because he loves me. And therefore, I love him because he loved me. But he loved first. We also give because he gave first. I am going to lift up the cup of salvation. I am going to pay my vows to the Lord because he gave to me first. He was willing to reach out to me while I was still his enemy and give to me. Romans chapter 5, if you want to go home and read that. Look at how God, Paul says, God is, is, is seeing you as for what you are. You need a savior. You're still an enemy, yet he saves you. He loves you. The psalmist recognizes that. He also recognizes that we die because he died first. He died for us. This plan was planned before the foundation of the world. God knew this was going to happen before the foundation of the world. He was ready for Jesus to die, and Jesus was ready to die for us. Now we die because he died for us. But that also leads us to our life. We live because he lives. We don't serve a Savior who is dead. 
We serve a Savior who is risen. That's where he continues, O Lord, in verse 16, surely I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and shall call upon the name of the Lord. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. O may it be in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever
the grave is our goal, right? Just like Jesus. The grave was not his goal. The grave was a part of the process. But that was not the goal. The goal was resurrection. God says that I've shown you my power. Jesus says, I've been resurrected. That, that, that shows, that proves to you that what I said was true. Amen. Now you look at 117. Look at Psalm 117. And in Psalm 117, now the psalmist goes beyond just Israel. He says, all peoples. Now this is another brief glimpse into the gospel where... It's not just open to the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. It is now open to all mankind. God does not see person. He doesn't see a face. He doesn't recognize color, creed, anything like that. He says, everyone is welcome to the salvation in Christ. And listen to what the psalmist says. He says, praise the Lord, all nations. Laud him, all peoples. For his loving kindness is what? Great towards us. And the truth of the Lord is everlasting. Praise the Lord. Shout of acclamation 
and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart when I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, my God, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to psalmist is saying this over and over again in no uncertain terms how great God is over and over again praise the Lord what shall I render he saved me then you come to the end here of our lesson in Psalm 118 and again I'm going to ask for your participation because here is another part where the psalmist expects the people who are listening who are reading to participate to praise God with him as he's saying these things so when we get to that part, please participate with me and let's give glory to God. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let Israel say, His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, Oh, let those who fear the Lord say, From my distress I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore I shall look with satisfaction on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They were extinguished as a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. You pushed me violently so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. The sound of joyful shouting and salvation is in the tents of the righteous the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but live and tell of the works of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I shall give thanks to the Lord for you have answered me, and you have become my salvation.
Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I'll stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, Scorned by the ones he came to save To on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ I live There in the ground body lay, light of the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again, and as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his, and he mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. Psalm 118, he gets to the point here where I'm going to ask you to do something again. Because he does repeat that phrase at the very end of this lesson. And I want those to be the last words of this lesson today. But we gather each week here 
to honor our Savior, to remember the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today is, well, for parts of the world and even for us with the calendar, maybe a little bit more special, maybe a little closer to the actual time when he actually died and raised. That doesn't change the fact that we serve a risen Savior every day. It doesn't change the fact that we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ every Sunday with each other. That we sit around this table and we remember the sacrifice of Jesus. We remember him dying on the cross. We remember him being buried. We remember him raising to that new life. We remember him sending his disciples out saying, preach to all the world. Preach the gospel. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything. And I'm with you always. We remember those things every week. Because of that death and that resurrection, we live. And through his life, we eternally live through him. Today, we celebrate that. But every day, we should live that. Every day, we live this resurrected Savior. And I want you to stand with me. And as we go through this last part of Psalm 118, I'm going to read Psalm 118. And when we get to the last part, I want you to say with me again, his loving kindness is everlasting. So if you wouldn't mind, if you can, since we're going to be standing at the end of the sermon anyway, start the standing now. Because here is where the psalmist wraps up and points, not, not, not even trying to hide it anymore, especially with our 2020 vision now. Who's he pointing to? He's pointing to Jesus, isn't he? And here is the reason he had all this hope. Here is the reason all of these things are marvelous. Here is the reason that he's saying, I don't know what I could pay back God for what he did to me. 22. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, do save, we beseech you. O Lord, we beseech you, do sin, prosperity. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festival sacrifices with cords to the horns of the altar. Thou art my God. And I give thanks to thee. Thou art my God. I extol thee. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. One more time. His loving kindness is everlasting. One more time. His loving kindness is everlasting. Do you believe that? Amen. We serve a risen Savior. Today, we remember that risen Savior. Every day we live that risen Savior. If you don't, let us talk to you. Let us help you. If you need help with this risen Savior, we'd love to share him with you. And if you are a serving member of Christ, live him every single day because his loving kindness is everlasting. Amen. And we can't do a thing to pay him back except do what he's asking us to do. Our service to him. Give praise to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Let's sing our song, and then the lesson is yours.